0: hello and welcome to recording live i am dexter and with me as always is
1: it's me matt
0: it's matt um uh, today we're talking we're going to talk about uh secret invasion i believe it's called um there's just the one episode of right yeah yeah um but otherwise what we we talked two weeks ago so what have you been up to man
1: we saw transformers rise of Beast.
0: we did we should talk about that too that didn't, hey, yeah. So that was uh, two. Was that two weeks ago that we saw that? Because I was out last weekend, so yeah, it would have been two two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So the, we saw that. That was way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I wasn't expecting a whole lot going into it. Um, what did you think of that?
1: I did. I wasn't planning on seeing it in theaters, but I asked if you wanted to go one night, and so uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. I was fairly surprised by how much I liked it. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, I I think my main or like the thing I did I didn't like about it was that like the beasts didn't like other than optimal optimus, or optimus primal. Um, Like, the rest of them didn't have much dialogue, I guess, other than than, um, the bird one. Air Air Razor, thank you. Um, Like, she talked a lot, too, I suppose. But, like, the other... uh, Rhinox and and Cheetor didn't, um, let alone any of the the, uh, Predacon ones, but... Because they didn't talk at all. Like, just this... Like, I mean, they were more, like, just... Fodder, I suppose there wasn't really any, but um, Who, but no. it was probably well like Scorpionock. I mean, there were Scorpion Transformers.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, they were <laughs> all like just a, a clone army essentially.
0: Yeah, um, those are the o-
1: that was the only predicon in the movie.
0: Right, and so, but uh, I was a little upset just that there wasn't more Rhinox and at least because I liked him, uh, and I never really liked youer, um, but. It made sense, I suppose, that they didn't just because there really wasn't time to build those characters up that much anyway. It is a big cast. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, And that's why I was not expecting a whole lot from it um, because it was just such a big cast. But they did a good job, I think, of just pulling back on any characters that just really didn't have much to do, I suppose. And they were just kind of there to fight. Um, but yeah, no, it was. I, I liked it a lot. Although I, I did think you know, the, the, uh, a lot of the plot could have just been skipped if they had just destroyed that crystal in the first place. But.
1: Oh, they explained very much. They can't do that.
0: But. Like, why couldn't they? Like, why did they want to keep it? I, I guess I missed that.
1: The key was the thing that could send them home.
0: Yeah. Well, that... did
1: not want to destroy it. He wanted to use it to get home because they're stuck on Earth.
0: Yeah, well, that's why Optimus Prime wanted it. I'm saying like yeah. uh, Optimus Primal could have destroyed it.
1: Oh, uh, you want to burn a Bible?
0: Oh, uh, so it's okay. So it's just okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, it's it's their greatest technology. You want to you, you want to destroy uh, Wi-Fi?
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> because okay. Because of
1: the damage that some people use it for.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I suppose. Uh it's just yeah, okay. And did they explain like did I miss it? Uh did they talk about like the timing uh like cuz um the maximals had been on earth for quite some time.
1: Thousands of years.
0: That's what they said. Okay. So yeah. they did I mean, they suggested that they traveled through time or did they travel through, through
1: time? Uh so the original idea was uh they had they did reshoots and stuff, but they removed time travel from the plot. Okay. There was time travel involved in the original story, but they cut it out. Yeah. And there are references to time travel in this. Yeah. But it's not solidified, like, concrete-like. And that's a criticism I kind of have. One of my friends, he firmly says it's time travel in it. Well, it has to like be. That.
0: Not because, really. Well, Optimus Primal said he was named after Optimus Prime.
1: He was named after the legendary Optimus Prime.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah,
1: that, I mean, these guys are millions of years old. That, I have to tell one yeah. of my friends that, too, because there are such things as living legends.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: Yeah. I guess
0: it, I interpreted that as being that he was talking about Optimus Prime and that he was from the future and that Primal was from the future. But I mean,
1: that, that would make the,
0: sense that it's a, maybe even a different prime.
1: Yeah, because oh, that was I, the original ideas they were from the future, but they took that whole plot out,
0: Yeah, and there's okay. just
1: subtle remarks about it, but yeah. in this, like, it shows their home world, which was, like, an Earth-like planet.
0: Yes, which I guess I interpreted that as just being, I don't know, that just that they were living on an Earth-like planet, or even, I, I almost kind of wondered if it was supposed to be so far into the future where... Kind of like what Beast Machines is getting towards, where it was uh, turning Cybertron into that.
1: I, I told a buddy of that, my buddy that, and he never thought once of that. And I was like, That's yeah, interesting. That's yeah, what I, it, I, that's what I assumed it mind. was. I assumed uh, well, it was
0: that, I guess. In yeah. the
1: comics and in recent years, they've shown that the Maximals come from a colony. And okay. so the movie implies that they come from a colony.
0: Gotcha. And that makes yeah. sense. Okay. So,
1: yeah, that was the thing. Um, and... Uh, so yeah, because they do talk about how the key can open up space and time, and
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it's
1: it's never fully said in the movie. Yeah. I kind of just think what was in the movie and everything, but mm-hmm. um, I I thought the story was pretty good compared to the older mm-hmm. movie. It it was very is very cohesive and easy to follow. Yeah, uh, I thought the human characters were all pretty good. I except mm-hmm. for like maybe the little brother who was kind of annoying. yeah he's a little mouth a little mouthy prick
0: yeah uh yeah he i mean he gave inspiration to the main character i suppose um yeah because like yeah he gave him a reason to fight and like gave him all the you know the whole family aspect of it i suppose but he could have been a better written character i guess yeah yeah.
1: um i've been said well he's from brooklyn he's a little mouthy kid and i'm like yeah
0: I yeah care. i mean <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not familiar with i guess the brooklyn culture so <laughs>
1: much of assholes.
0: oh well then he's perfect uh what was uh oh i was gonna say i uh just speaking about the characters too like i'm glad that bumblebee was in it because otherwise it wouldn't make sense but i'm really glad he wasn't the focus
1: i wish he was i like uh, Bumblebee. i i, like I Bumblebee get really a lot and i get really so irritated
0: was, about the way he talks i guess like if yeah, they could just give him a voice it would be way better i
1: know
0: I but know. whatever i
1: know but it's been a thing for 15 years
0: yeah yeah i suppose so
1: i know i know i wish he would have a voice too but it's kind of the thing he's most recognized for now uh yeah it's not the movie I wanted. I wanted a, a sequel to Bumblebee. Like apparently, the original idea they wanted to do was do a buddy cop like Lethal Weapon movie with Optimus and Bumblebee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting.
1: That was something they said years ago after Bumblebee <laughs> came out, and I really would have liked that. But
0: that would uh, have been a, a fine like lead into this movie. Like have that and then this one. Um, well,
1: that and i just wanted the character of charlie to come back too, the girl from the bumblebee movie
0: yeah i was a little taken aback by the fact that she wasn't in it i guess like (sighs) it's she's
1: uh she's not part of this story but i guess they had plans to have a scene with her but they Mm -hmm. ended up not doing it and they've said now that there are ideas to bring back charlie and i really would like that uh
0: yeah she was a fun character granted that was what that was in the past so she would be older now Seven is, years. It's only seven years.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it
0: was Bumblebee still in took,
1: the bat. T- Bubblebee took place in '87, and uh, Rise of the Beast took place in 1994.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hey, for some reason in my head, it was modern, but you're right, it was. It was yeah. Still, no, it, it was 87. not. It,
1: it, but the funny thing is, is aside from uh, the World Trade Centers being in the movie. Yeah,
0: like, that's it's that fairly.
1: Me. It's 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 fairly good with not dating the movie because uh, it doesn't have cell phones in it because it's in the nineties. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's fairly timeless. And I always appreciate movies that don't date themselves because nothing is more obnoxious than seeing the evolution of cell phones in like the Marvel movies.
0: Yeah. Or in movies (laughs) in
1: general where, where, where like movies in the, uh, in the late 90s or throughout the 2000s, phones are always evolving. So you go from flip phones to Blackberries to smartphones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I'm, I am glad that they didn't do that, I suppose. Um,
1: Stark's weird flip phone in Iron Man 1. And then right. in the next movie, he's got this weird sheet of glass that's his cell phone.
0: Oh, yeah. I hate that whole idea that a sheet of glass can be a monitor. I do not buy that one for one second.
1: Google tried it.
0: Google I know tried it,
1: what? 10 years ago with the gla- Google glass.
0: Yeah. Well, and then like it was, I think it was in the Spider-Man movie. Like when they were in, um, uh, Oscorp or whatever, all the, all the desks in the background, the monitors were just sheets of glass.
1: Yeah I've seen uh, that in movies too and it's, it's always just kind like, of obnoxious
0: You can see through it like yeah. It's not going to be easy to use
1: And that's a thing in modern Star Trek now too Is that everyone's <laughs> monitors are like holograms And um, The only thing that I'm Literally waiting on That we still haven't gotten And this mm-hmm. is almost 20 years now The Michael Bay movie The Island Where huh. everyone's desks Are iPads they're just giant oh, it's a giant
0: yeah. iPad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a giant tablet as a table. And what is
0: that movie going to be about What? The Island? Michael Bay? The Bale? Island
1: uh it's a movie. It stars Ian McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. It's a movie about clones.
0: Oh, it already came out. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No. It came out
1: like 15 16 Sorry. years. i was going to
0: say like th- there's a movie called The Island that came out. I didn't realize he made that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was one of lot. Michael Bay's movies. It's a good movie.
1: I like it. Yeah, the like uh Sean Bean's desk in his office is a giant tablet.
0: Huh, and i don't remember I am, that. that makes sense yeah
1: oh yeah like when Ian mcgregor says he has a dream and he says draw it he throws him a little stylus and Ian mcgregor just draws on his desk
0: oh okay yeah
1: and <laughs> then he just slides it over to him i still want that like what the fuck we're in 2023 we don't have tablet <laughs> desks yet yeah
0: i know there was a while uh I don't know, it must have been like 10 or plus years ago i remembered i saw something on an ad or something i think it was like lg you know making a commercial about tech they're working on mm-hmm. and the, it was like a table at a bar and like you could people were like playing games on it and then they would like uh put their drink down and like a little circle like went around the drink and then they tapped like on that and they ordered a new drink with it through the table then as well uh, like just ordered the same thing as whatever was in the glass and like just something really ridiculous and doesn't make sense really. But, hey, but just the table, like, it, it, you know, it's just like a square high top table and they were just playing games on it and stuff. It was like, but the whole thing was a monitor and it just looked really cool. And I remember thinking like, Oh man, finally we're going to get these things. And then now that you say it, we never did
1: there. <laughs> you know, that actually reminded me of something I did last year. I went on a date and, uh, we went to a restaurant, and do you know what the menus all were?
0: Uh, QR codes? Yeah. Yeah, that's a
1: thing. I, I don't like that.
0: Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, um, I actually
1: don't like that.
0: Well, especially if, like, you don't have good data, or...
1: You don't like, have your phone with you? Or you don't
0: have your phone with... Which or usually, you bring a
1: family, and your kids don't have a phone?
0: Yeah, I feel like... I'm trying to think of the places I've run into that, because I went to uh a bar or a brewery recently and they did that but then like you could you just ordered through the app then too like Mm -hmm. you scan the qr code it pulled up a website and then you just ordered through that and then the qr code was specific to the table you were at too and then they just brought it out but that kind of makes sense because like it's an adult establishment because it's a brewery like there were kids there but that's because it was also an arcade but that's that's a different you know same problem i guess than that what you're talking about um but yeah no i usually when i see that i kind of it strikes me as that must be a hangover from covid still you know like just people not wanting to touch things i guess i don't know it, it oh
1: i suppose i don't know how old that, right, that place was we went to was but yeah, yeah. i can kinda,
0: it does feel kinda... weird to me when they. it feels lazy is what it feels like to me but yeah
1: uh, a bit yeah
0: um
1: but anyway, no, I I like Rise of the Beast. I like the story <laughs> of it. I it was liked, good. I liked all the cast. I was really kind of I enjoyed the villains in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they were very good. They were good villains. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I liked them. I liked the voice cast a lot. I really liked uh, except for Peter Cullen, He just sounds so goddamn old now. I mean, yeah. Two years old and he still says he can do it. Uh, and he's I'm getting waiting. on the
0: limits yeah
1: i'm waiting for like he says he could still do it but he's going to retire eventually i'm waiting for the unfortunate james earl jones situation where he just sells his voice to hasbro he,
0: well and especially instead for instead of
1: just hiring a good actor
0: and that's probably going to happen especially uh, with oh, Med, yeah. or with optimus and th- i'm kind of surprised that they didn't try to clean up his voice a little bit anyway digitally i don't know they
1: did we don't know these things
0: yeah, maybe yeah, maybe they did. I I mean, but I I don't usually notice that kind of stuff like cuz I feel like a lot of times you'll mention it. I but... can
1: notice some synthesized stuff because of transformers and stuff when they yeah. roboticize voices and things like that, but um I usually look this stuff up. Like I didn't know about James Earl Jones during Obi-Wan until it was revealed that he was officially retiring and that they were using AI to create.
0: his Oh, voice. I didn't realize that they did that. I thought they just synthesized or they altered his voice to sound. No.
1: More. Oh, no, no. He mm. was given credit and everything. But no, they did reveal that uh, that huh. they used AI and computers to generate the voice.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Um I mean yeah that is too bad but at the same time to like I kind of get why you would do that for such very specific and iconic things like I, I hope can. they never do I, it for a new character
1: I can too mainly because uh I've heard people try and do James Earl Jones James yeah. Earl Jones doesn't do video games and stuff like that mm. he's done uh he's done shows and things like that for Star Wars but he's never done video yeah. games and None of them sound like James Earl Jones.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like a cat in the hat. There's a TV show and it's Martin short that does the voice of the cat in the hat. Um, And then there's iPad games based on the show that my kids Mm -hmm. have gotten and whoever they got to voice act to pretend to be Martin short does a horrible job. Yeah. Like, and the kids don't notice. And so it's fine, but it's just like every time they play that game, it just, it's grating. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and and um I've seen that somewhat recently because of dur- current events over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, voice actors have been getting recast. Voice actors who have played uh oh, man. black characters who are white
0: oh. have been
1: recast. Uh, the voice hmm. of um uh Doctor Her- Doctor Hibbert on uh The Simpsons. Oh, he really? He was recast.
0: That's uh, yeah that's and he's
1: the same guy that played like Cat Brockman and uh, other characters on The Simpsons yeah and they recast him with Kevin Michael Richardson who's a good voice actor yeah uh, but it's extremely distracting because it's just because Kevin it's Michael, not, yeah it's just Kevin Michael Richardson talking.
0: And, yeah and he's not
1: doing a dr hibbert and yeah. the voice actor for dr hibbert was extremely upset by this because he's very much said my skin color behind the booth should not matter i am that character yeah well and, and i agree
0: yeah i mean I, I can see both sides of it as well but the thing is like with the simpsons like they only had a handful of voice actors doing everybody
1: oh gosh um, yeah they all do and, stuff. but at the end of it it's also just it's a cartoon. It's a fictional character. Are sure. we going to start getting offended when an, a, an alien isn't played by a fucking alien?
0: Yeah. But uh, it, it's, well, it, the guy who uh, did Apu, though, too, uh, Hank Azaria. Oh, Apu's gone. Apu, well, he I found refused out to existed. do it. He didn't want to do it anymore.
1: Well, I also found out that Apu just doesn't even exist.
0: Yeah, well, I think when he didn't want to do it anymore, they just stopped using Apu. <laughs>
1: yeah, which is kind of unfortunate because Apu is a good character, and everyone's just he offended by Well, everyone just is offended by it.
0: Well, he, now, yeah, he's and, a caricature, I suppose, but I don't know how. Like, I've I've not met a ton of Indian people, so I guess I don't know.
1: Well, I've I can actually make an argument for that. Okay. Uh, do you know a cartoon character that has not been canceled but was going to be?
0: Um, no, I don't. I mean,
1: Speedy Gonzalez.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Speedy exists, and the Latino population have said he is a he is a positive culture icon to us.
0: Oh yeah well yeah cuz he's a good, he's the hero and he's a but good guy but he's character. a
1: stereotypical hispanic character. Yeah. And yeah. the hispanic culture has been extremely vocal in embracing Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. Because Warner was going to cancel it. They were yeah. going to they were going to take out Speedy and the culture has said no. Yeah. And I'm so tired of white people canceling things because they're scared of them.
0: Oh and yeah I've, and
1: we've seen that. One, though, that is, is that uh, Cleveland from the Cleveland show or Mm -hmm. from Family Guy? Yeah, they actually did that one right. Uh, Mike Henry was the voice of Cleveland. They actually sought out a black voice actor to take over Cleveland. And Mike Mm -hmm. Henry has done nothing but coach him on how to do Cleveland. And I would say it's about 90 percent there. Like it sounds just like the character. And hmm. it's because they went through the ropes of finding someone who could do the voice without any kind of altercation.
0: Yeah. Which
1: yeah. I, I thought, I'm like, that's a good way to do it. And Mike Henry was the one who said, we should probably do this. And hmm. he sought out someone, personally selected them, and has mm-hmm. coached them on how to do the voice.
0: You yeah. know? And, yeah. and right. I
1: see that as parallels between Dr. Hibbert and The Simpsons and Cleveland and Family Guy, where, yeah, they both did it. Mm -hmm. one did it so much better
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah Mm yeah i've seen that kind of stuff happen but yeah no it is very unusual when like oh gosh yeah like uh i mean we're talking about transformers uh the animated movie came out it was an entire cast of like hollywood people famous actors Mm -hmm. and then when the show continued in the third season oh they they didn't get any of those folks they had to Mm -hmm. recast everybody and some of them were good and sounded like the movie and some of them sounded completely opposite like leonard nimoy played galvatron in the movie yeah and in the cartoon uh frank welker the voice of megatron he did galvatron yeah well it, a difference like uh, went from sounding like spock in the movie
0: yeah. to
1: sounding like fred from scooby-doo
0: <laughs> <laughs> no
1: joke that's Funny. yeah
0: <laughs> oh man but i mean i assume that's because Leonard nimoy just didn't want to do a, sh- a cartoon
1: uh no i don't believe it was that i believe he was hired to do a movie he wasn't hired to do the character continuously sure.
0: yeah uh robert
1: stack from unsolved mysteries uh you know oh, he yeah did, he did ultra magnus whereas I forget that yeah another actor did uh in, in the show orson um, wells did unicron
0: orson and, wells did unicron
1: Yes, it was his last uh, performance before he died.
0: I always forget that, yeah. I always forget that he's an actor. I don't know why I I don't.
1: Oh, because it was filmmaking? Yeah. I know more as a filmmaker than an actor. I've actually never seen Citizen Kane.
0: Yeah, Uh, I always forget that he. Yeah. I just. I mean, because I've never seen any of his stuff, so.
1: Oh, the only thing that you need to see Orson Welles in acting wise is when he did a commercial for Frozen (laughs) Peas.
0: Okay. That sounds great.
1: Uh, it's mostly the behind the scenes footage that was revealed where he couldn't read the script and he was yelling at the, uh, the, Oh yeah.
0: Uh, director. You, tell, you told me about this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really great. Or, uh, him doing a commercial, I think for wine.
0: Oh yeah. Why did he do commercials? Like, did he need the, he's money? old
1: man. It's not like he was doing this. It was in his prime his entire life. Shit. Yeah. Look at, uh, look at John Cusack and, uh Bruce Willis and all those actors who were giant Hollywood stars and now they're doing direct to video garbage.
0: Well, yeah. yeah, that's all they can
1: get. <laughs> well, yeah. Or waiting to waiting for a phone call from Sylvester Stallone to do an Expendables movie. Yeah,
0: man. Uh yeah. But
1: I like the movie. Yeah, Unicron is in this. Um mm-hmm. uh he's like the uh the the villain behind it all but he's only his presence is only really around the character of scourge is the main villain and Mm -hmm. like voiced by peter dinklage which i was happy did a great job
0: yeah Uh, i didn't i didn't recognize the voice but it was great yeah
1: yeah the main autobot in the movie is mirage voiced by pete davidson and i don't like pete davidson but i can't sit here and say he did a bad job no yeah he, he did an amazing job
0: yeah, I think what you when we left the theater you said he carried that film.
1: He really did, and yeah. it's also just the fact that hey look, Pete Davidson is likable when he follows a script.
0: Yeah. Well, I I I don't mind him, I suppose, but like he's just a silly guy.
1: He's a silly guy. I just think he's an asshole.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, i i liked uh i liked all the i liked all the maximals autobots and Terrorcons. i liked uh mm-hmm. didn't get a lot of battle trap uh he was the uh orange dump uh orange tow truck yeah voiced by david sopilov who played depth charge and beast wars okay and, yeah he only had like four lines and <laughs> it was cool to see I, I, a lot of the characters i have a i have a fondness for from their legacy and so right. it mm-hmm. was it was really good um the only thing that was kind of annoying me, and I know this is annoyance to a lot of fans, is, for God's sakes, can't Bumblebee, if you're not going to give him his voice, give him a proper face? Yeah? But it, Well, yeah, he's, just, he's still got his old Michael Bay face. Instead oh,
0: of, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but I Like again, a proper
0: Transformer face, I got what you're saying.
1: A recognition. Well, that's the thing, is that, Jesus Christ, for years, everyone kept going, why do they all look like monsters? And then, even in the Bumblebee movie, they all still have these weird robotic gear faces. Mm-hmm. And then you have R.C. in the movie that straight up just looks like a human in her face. Yeah. And it looked totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> it looked great. Oh. She had, like, white skin, but her face was uh, just was full of panels that were seamless. So yeah. when she opened her mouth, it looked proper.
0: Yeah, well, and then there's the 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 was he a Volkswagen van or something? The, Wheeljack. Yeah. yeah, like he has a pretty human-looking face as well.
1: They made it. They they designed him to look like Urkel.
0: They did. Uh, that's <laughs> he even funny. had uh,
1: suspenders in the movie.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, I noticed that. Uh, that's funny. I didn't realize that he was supposed to look like Urkel, but he does. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he looks uh, like Urkel, Urkel, and then you have Stratosphere, the airplane that had the mustache.
0: Yeah. Uh, voiced
1: by John DiMaggio, who literally has John DiMaggio, two voices.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, two voices: his uh, old man voice, which he uses for everything, and Bender.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's
1: it. And I'm kind. I'm sure Don DiMaggio is a nice guy and everything.
0: He voices so many things though.
1: And they all sound the same. It's like yeah, Bloom. He just sound, He just has one voice, and it's obnoxious yeah and it's like we get some like i i see fans bitch about this stuff all the time but it's like there are thousands of extremely talented voice actors out there yeah
0: yeah uh I'm trying to think i was gonna say something but yeah oh man i'm yeah i'm looking at pictures now it's just like yeah bumblebee seems very like out of out of place because of his face it just
1: does it's so weird but i guess it is like i said about his his voice thing it is 16 years so it is just his it's just recognition really
0: yeah yeah
1: it's just kind of unfortunate that it's like yeah he can look like give him a human face just give him a normal looking face for god's sakes
0: yeah um the i think my my biggest gripe for the film though was when uh Uh, or it was just like a handful of cgi issues because like they did so well because i mean the whole movie is cgi um like i didn't think about it at all up until the the crystal like was floating in front of uh scourge yeah uh and like like he looked great but the crystal looked horrible
1: and i didn't catch that
0: um and i don't know and it might have just been like me just like an uncanny valley situation or something. It's entirely possible. Um, and then the other problem, which you, which we talked about walking out was, uh, when I can't think of the main guy's name, but when, uh, uh, mirage kind of turned into a suit uh, an iron man suit oh
1: yeah he had th- i actually saw that scene just recently online too and yeah, yeah it's and so, it's just his
0: face cgi a thing.
1: thing. it's a floating head
0: it just looks so, like why can't we make a ma- like a helmet for him to wear and then just cgi on the whole face inside of an actual helmet on top of the cgi body like
1: i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna tell just you looks right like a now floating face i just don't think they can do it because there's those because uh, tony stark has those problems too sometimes
0: yeah, well, yeah. are is some the, issues when the with opens up. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There are some times when it just doesn't look right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: again, though, a solution is put a real fucking helmet on the actor. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. just
0: I don't know why you can't do that.
1: Uh. Yeah, because there are a couple times I know in Aven- in the Marvel movies where yeah, Tony Stark is a floating head. And
0: yeah,
1: gosh, what is it? I just watch. I just rewatched an old movie. Oh. I remember now, Attack of the uh, Attack of not Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Mm
0: -hmm. Whenever
1: a clone trooper has his helmet off, it's Tim Morrison's head just floating all over the place.
0: Yeah, that looked bad too. Yeah, it's
1: super distracting. It is not holed up, and yeah, in Revenge of the Sith, there's about two or there's about three scenes with clone troopers without helmets on, and it is just Tim's head floating all over the place. And I took a photo of it cause I was just like, Oh <laughs> man, that granted those movies are 20, 23 years old, but still, yeah. still haven't gotten there. But I, I did notice that the other night. Yeah. When, uh, uh, when Noah gets the armor on, no, yeah, mean... it is a floating head for about just... two seconds on screen.
0: Well, even when it's just his, like when his face is inside the mask, like it's the same as the Modoc where like, it just doesn't look right. like, mm-hmm. The cropping of his face, and yeah, I don't know if that would you know if that is what it would look like, it just it doesn't look to me like that's what it would look like,
1: but i I, I guess it is probably an uncanny valley thing that's
0: probably what it is, yeah, like the just I don't know like something about it just looks wrong, and no, I, I it does. I, I noticed it
1: the other night when I was watching a clip of it, and I went, yeah, yeah. but I thought all the humans were pretty good in it, I like, yeah, Noah. I liked Elena, yeah, uh, I'm not super. Thrilled about the G.I. Joe. Oh. Still. I don't know. We'll be excited for that. If a sequel to this. Is mm -hmm. just a standalone Transformers movie. And then they do a Transformers G.I. Joe movie. Separately. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: like Avengers and stuff. Where it's. It's just a special thing. I'd be fine with it. But. I don't know. Uh, In that same regard. Transformer comics kicked off again. This uh, last week. hmm yeah skybound uh robert kirkman's comic book company announced they acquired the
0: license oh interesting okay yep. so they bought it from idw
1: no idw lost the license in oh. december last year last year was their final year of it after 18 years of having it
0: okay so then just nobody had it
1: nobody had, well we heard rumors that skybound was searching for it but okay. uh um uh,
0: that's interesting you know, that they got it though
1: Skybound announced it on a Monday and then said there'll be a new issue out on Tuesday, on Wednesday.
0: Interesting. I they mean, kept
1: that's, it secret for a long time. and that's, so
0: That's an interesting move. I would have yep. thought that they would want the hype. But uh, I guess they already uh, had it if people were speculating.
1: People were speculating. Well, it's also comic <laughs> industry is a lot different than how it used to be. Yeah. But they released an issue of a new series written by Robert Kirkman called Void Rivals. Which it Mm. came out Wednesday and it was, it had a Transformer in it. And then they made the big announcement that Transformers and G.I. Joe comics will be starting in October and it will be a shared universe.
0: Interesting. I'm not a fan of shared universes much anymore, but. I'm not sure how uh, I feel about that, yeah. I, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not going to read them, so I guess it doesn't matter, but yeah.
1: If you're a super big fan of both, people are happy. I'm. Yeah. I like G.I. Joe, but. <clears throat> I don't really like them meshing together right off the bat, and
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm also not a huge fan of the movies because, as they're... as I told you, your response was after we saw the movie is, can we get a good GI Joe movie first?
0: Yeah, no. If they're gonna if they're gonna make a uh, a joint movie, I would like a good GI Joe movie first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh because we have yet to get one it's people people just don't
1: like gi joe and i don't understand why it's got a pretty decent (sighs) uh toy line right now going on for about a year and a half now or two Hmm. uh but for the life of it it can't make movies and it doesn't have comics that are super successful and i think it might just be the era we live in where people just don't care about that sci-fi military stuff yeah i was just like i wonder if it's a
0: I wonder if it's a military thing, but, like, the thing about G.I. Joe is it's basically Mission Impossible, and that's a huge franchise. Sort of.
1: The other I mean, thing is, is that it's also just the fact that we live in a post-9-11 world, and I personally think 9-11 killed G.I. Joe, because G.I. Yeah. Joe is a anti-terrorist organization, and their, counterpart, and their evil counterparts are straight-up labeled terrorists. And the yeah. leader of it wears a fucking Ku Klux Klan hood.
0: Yeah, no, like I, I think GI
1: Joe's just dated, and I like GI Joe, but yeah. Hasbro doesn't handle it very well. And also, I just don't think the the brittle spirits of tw- of our era are comfortable with it anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree with you. I mean, I have a hard time with yeah TV shows or movies where like the villain is just a straight up terrorist. It depends on how it's done. Um... Q but,
1: secret invasion <laughs>
0: yeah um but i mean that it's like one of those things that's fantastical enough i can get over it but like i had a hard time and well i don't know part of it might just be the the type of violence so it just it kind of depends on how the violence is being portrayed because like uh, we tried to watch uh that movie or that tv show with um Oh man, what's his name? The guy played Jim from the office. Uh John Krasinski's like show on Prime. Uh it's based on a uh, Tom Clancy novel, I want to say.
1: It's a name I can't remember because I've tied this conversation Ryan. with so m- Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Jack Ryan is a thing that I literally can't remember to save my life. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> someone brings up John krasinski's show or the Harrison yeah. Ford movies, Chris Pine movie, yep. I yep. I can't think of it. It's just it's just a franchise that literally doesn't get a, it's a single ounce of memory in my brain to yeah, matter. Yeah. Well, and I I need to watch them because I know that'll trigger it. But sure. I've never seen a Jack Ryan movie, not the old Harrison Ford ones, or uh, or uh, that um, that Sean sure. Connery movie with Alec yeah. Baldwin. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 It's just it's just something that I can't I can't keep a hold of in my mind, so I always forget the yeah. name of it.
0: Well, I mean, it's a generic name to begin with, but, uh, and, and he's kind of a boring ish character to a degree. Like he kind of gets there eventually. Um, cause he starts off as like just a desk, like a researcher, like he just does research for the CIA. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then he's just always trying to convince people that he's seeing patterns that nobody else can see kind of thing. Like he's just supposed to be a genius. Um, but especially, especially the show with the new show, um, Like, I I think we watched like two ish episodes of it, but just the the level of violence, like just I it it was just hitting that level that I have a hard time with, which is just kind of funny to me, because like if it's fast enough and just like because like I can watch John Wick. I was going
1: to say you can watch John Wick. You've only seen. Yeah, it's like
0: right. And I didn't have a problem with that. Like I can watch 300, but that's pretty comic booky um like so i can watch a, I can watch very violent films and i'm fine like i mean district nine is one of my favorite movies and it's too realistic <laughs> ones bother you but like but when it's just straight up like the villain is a terrorist they're doing terrorist things and we're gonna show you the terrorist things like i can't watch that like uh the the gray man that was a, a key one that i just, i watched i think half of it uh not even half of it and when they got to a torture scene i saw like they put pliers down on a table i'm just like nope and turned it off so like yeah, i, I don't that, yeah. yeah like i don't want to watch people you know get getting pliers used on them like it's yeah, just
1: i understand that. like i'd rather
0: i'm fine with watching like gunfights and to an extent sword fights even bother me but, but i just don't like getting cut which is funny because i carry a knife around with me but um but yeah i don't know like so yeah terror like i kind of get the terrorism like not wanting to watch that in a movie but at the same time like yeah I don't, I don't know i don't have problems with it if it's done in a certain way um speaking of which yeah uh we we're about halfway through so we we uh, also we're going to talk about uh, secret invasion <laughs>
1: Yeah, we haven't really talked much about a Marvel thing. We coasted through Ant Man once, just because we we trailed off. But (laughs) uh, neither of us really saw neither of us saw um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was the last Marvel thing. And there hasn't been a Marvel show since Oh She Hulk nine months ago.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure something like that. Yeah, I think
1: She Hulk came before Ms. Marvel
0: yeah and i didn't watch miss marvel
1: i have not seen it either
0: i wanted to watch it but then it took so long to come out i just kind of forgot about it
1: i thought the i don't know i think it was just a show that was a little too much for me just because the girl seems super annoying and there's nothing wrong with a Mm -hmm. energetic teenager but i i didn't really like the way it looked in the trailers and i wasn't going to sit here and watch it just to bash it so i just decided not to <laughs> yeah. but i mean i'll probably see it before captain marvel comes uh, the the marvels comes out yeah
0: because
1: it's a continuation of ms marvel show yeah um, but yeah we didn't see guardians and i don't think it's i don't think it's on disney plus yet uh i imagine when
0: oh no show
1: comes out i'll watch I'll, I'll give it a sit down and watch it um mm-hmm. But yeah, Secret Invasion. It was the summer's big Marvel summer Disney Plus event, and the first episode mm-hmm. came out this week. I texted Hector and said, "Do you want to review it?" And you said yes. So yep, yep. I, I watched it. it on Wednesday when it came out.
0: Yeah, I I ended up kind of watching it uh, in a couple in two different sittings, but um, but yeah, no, I watched it. It, it was uh, it's funny because like I wasn't even expecting it. I started seeing uh, chatter about it on the internet, on like Twitter and stuff, and. I was just like, oh, did they release a trailer or something? And I was like, oh, nope, that's the show. Uh, I <laughs> just, yeah, I
1: since I don't it. have Disney, since I don't have Disney Plus, it hasn't been on my radar too much. But I forgot that it was probably coming in in June, and then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, is it out this week? No, it's not. Is it out this week? No, it's not. And then it's like, oh, I think it came out this week, and it did. And so, it's uh, it's kind of a spiritual equal to our successor to captain marvel it is picking up yep with the last time nick fury was relevant and <laughs> uh it's picking up with the scroll story that's uh 30 years since we've really like we saw scrolls in uh Spider-Man. one of the spider-man movies but yeah. we haven't really known what was going on with the scroll since then they left earth to, to find a new planet and well, but it the, seems
0: like they never left in this.
1: That's right. the weird thing, yeah, because Tallow showed up in Spider-Man and the, and his wife showed up in Spider-Man pre- pretending to be Maria Hill and Nick Fury. Yep. And then we see in the credit stinger of that movie, Fury was on a spaceship. So yep. uh, this show kind of showed that eventually Fury must have left for a while to help the Skrulls find a home. But it's revealed in this show that They've never found a home. The scrolls have fractured between two factions that we know of uh, mm-hmm. Talos' peaceful scrolls, and this uh, Gravik, who has mm-hmm. apparently succeeded Talos on a leadership council, and he has decided that those that. Uh, those that are loyal to him, but are also just kind of tired, have mm-hmm. decided to make Earth their home. And so their plot is they want to trigger World War III that will wipe out humans, and then the Skrulls will take over Earth as their new home.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so the secret invasion is about literally a secret invasion. Skrulls have been taking over, not killing that we've seen so far, but kidnapping and taking over the appearance and apparently also the memories of humans and placing themselves throughout the world to plan on taking it over. Mm-hmm. And gravix forces, private forces are literally causing terrorist events to cause civil unrest. So yes. Fury Hill and Talos are trying to stop this invasion from happening.
0: Yeah. and, yeah, and some like weird things that seem strange to me, at least in between the mo- the Captain Marvel movie and the Spider Man movie and this show is Talos' wife has died.
1: Yeah, she died just recently, apparently um, she was killed.
0: Yeah, because of the other faction. And then his daughter is working for the other faction. Talos' yep. daughter, Gaia. Um so yeah, I thought that was I mean, I'm sure they'll fill us in on those things. I mean, they'll probably do some back flashbacks maybe i hope to explain how that stuff unfolded (laughs) Um, six
1: episodes so right now we're kind of in the first 20 minutes of a movie
0: yeah and to be honest too like a decent amount of stuff happened in this episode i I don't feel like it's quite the slow start that that i'm used to for marvel um because i feel like it's usually the first couple of episodes are a little bit maybe i'm thinking of star wars um i don't know i just feel like usually the first few episodes are kind of slow um but I don't know what you're talking about you know i don't either i just wasn't expecting that much to happen and i feel like a decent amount happened um and but uh i don't know it was interesting because I, I wasn't really expecting anything because i wasn't expecting this to be out uh <laughs> and so i just kind of watched it it was kind of nice um and it, i'm looking forward to it because it's you know it's all the marvel stuff without the superheroes uh yeah. Other than just the fact that the scrolls do have like super strength and the ability to shapeshift. But um, but even that to me, because you're already kind of getting stuff like that with other spy movies, um, like, you know, they weren't shapeshifting. But like, I think Mission Impossible was getting to the point where they could wear masks that basically turned them into other people
1: that technically happened in the first mission impossible movie that's kind of been a staple for like 30
0: years yeah yeah so okay so like as i was watching this i'm like this just feels like mission impossible on steroids uh yeah because i mean it's a spy movie it's a spy show and instead of just like you know instead of it taking some time to put a mask on and then to like get ready like the villain just does it in an instant and so I don't know, like, so it just it's it's kind of like um watching uh, Andor, like, so it's a Star Wars movie without the Force. So now we're kind of getting a Marvel movie without the Avengers, um, which is just I don't know. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it basically just because of that. Um, I'm a little curious to see like if somebody pops up, but it is it, it's also one of those things where it's just like, why isn't Nick Fury calling anybody to come help? That seems a little weird. <laughs> you know like it's a it's an earth-shattering event you think that somebody else would be you know around to help yeah but but then again the whole thing with the scrolls you don't know if you know you don't know who you can trust kind of thing uh
1: i'm not going to say you, i'm not going to disagree with you per se and say that your opinion is incorrect sure <laughs> however i wouldn't compare this to say andor where the andor didn't have the force because in that era only vader and inquisitors have the force Sure. Whereas, this is taking place on a planet filled with super-powered people. No, no, and I there agree are with the you. They people. This should be a Marvel Avengers event.
0: Well, I agree with you. It should be. That, it doesn't that, look that, like that's what they're doing, though. But it should be. Yeah. No,
1: like, I... Yes. Like, that's my biggest qualm with this, is that it is another thing... I'm sounding... I'm getting worked up. I'm sounding like I hated this. But <laughs> the criticism I have is... Yeah this is another example of kind of just setting the tone mm-hmm. wrong because mm-hmm. this is taking place on a planet that is filled with superpowered people yeah and where are they all yeah no
0: i i, got, I agree with that yes
1: yeah we also got like i think the most like the biggest uh showcase of of, of a planet filled with superpowered people was the last show She-Hulk. Yes.
0: Well and they even amplified it. now know yeah. that
1: there's just people running around all over the place with superpowers. There's a lot mm. of visions that are just for superhumans. And yep. I I feel like I and this has been my kind of feelings ever since Secret Invasion was announced. It was going to be a spy show starring Nick Fury dealing with Skrulls Invasion. And my reaction then was the same as it is now is where are the superheroes and villains?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: that was a thing, is that the comic that this was based on came out in 2008, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and it was just insanity because the scrolls had invaded, but they were also turning everybody into super scrolls with uh, powers of everyone. Yeah. And granted, yeah. I, I shouldn't expect that because while the scrolls in this. For one, I, I I I remember telling you this and everything and kinda wondering how they were gonna handle scrolls in the MCU. And then it turned out the scrolls were not the villains in that Captain Marvel movie. They were actually victims. Yeah. And I was curious to how they were gonna handle Secret Invasion because the MCU scrolls are good people. Yeah. And they're being portrayed as villains, but they are villains who are also victims. Mm-hmm. But uh so it's it's already kind of wonky in that regard, but I'm sorry. But the two big issues I have in the show is there's nobody with superpowers. War machine showed up, but that's it.
0: No, he's, um, but and he's working and for the like government. A, yeah, he's
1: like secretary of defense or something right like now. Yeah. So it's uh, not even
0: a war machine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But then um, the other issue I have in this show, and this is a personal issue I have. I have a really hard time watching this show because paranoia is the theme of this mm-hmm. and you can't tell if you're talk- if the person on screen is the person that it should be. Yeah. And it also doesn't help that the one criticism I truly do have for this show, not on a personal, but on a professional standpoint is I found the editing of the first episode really bad in places. Yeah. Uh, the scene where Talos runs into his daughter And tells her that her mom died, and then she escapes. This is right after Hill got the shit beat out of her. Yeah. Alos was with Fury, and in the very... And then immediately, he's in the the train... He's in, like, the old station.
0: Yeah, I thought that was... I was like, like, what just happened?
1: (laughs) Yes, there's that. Yep, okay. But then, right as Gaia runs up the ladder, boom, we're cutting to a scene of Fury in a pub...
0: Yeah, And with, then
1: yeah. Hill is sitting there, and you don't know what Fury's doing in there until it finally cuts over to Hill, waving him down. Yep. And then him and Hill have a conversation that felt like that should have happened 45 minutes earlier when Fury landed on Earth.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. she's literally
1: asking him, why did you come back? What have you been doing? You haven't been the same since the blip. And I'm yep. literally going... We just had 45 minutes of these characters interacting with each other in the show. Yep. Why are they now having a sit-down conversation after they've just dealt with a whole bunch of stuff? It really felt like, is this edited correctly? Because it just didn't seem, it just felt really kind of out of place. Like, conversations were happening super out of place. And Mm -hmm. uh, I thought the whole confrontation with the, I don't know, uh, museum dealer.
0: Oh yeah, the art dealer guy. Yeah,
1: that was kind of wonky too.
0: That was weird and didn't make a lot of sense. It was That's just, my yeah. my
1: thing. Yeah, the so I don't know. Like the first episode, I didn't hate, but I found some of the scene transitions and editing just to be kind of like wonky. Or the yeah. or the it ended with a the the a terrorist attack with three bombs go off, and I mm-hmm. was just kind of left going. What is I, I literally said out loud? What is happening? Yeah. So I don't know. It just kind of felt like something was really off in this show, where just yeah. like transitions were just kind of like it didn't feel like it was structured very well.
0: Yeah. And well, and like I was saying, a lot of things happened in this episode, and, and 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 then based on just what you're saying, I kind of wonder if they like cut, to, you know, if they had too much and they just had to cut a ton out maybe um, and or like it almost feels like they jammed two episodes together maybe or something i don't know that, that is and, strange yeah, yeah
1: it it is very odd and hmm. i also kind of have issues with the the cast of the show because
0: what just all and, the big name or what do you mean the cast i guess
1: was i supposed to care that maria hill died since she hasn't been relevant in the Marvel movies for eight, oh. years and, you know, since she hasn't yeah. been relevant in the Marvel movies since uh, Winter Soldier eight years ago, nine years ago.
0: Well, even then, she's barely in any of the movies. It seems like that's I mean, the thing. She uh, was a character
1: in she was a character in Avengers, and then she was a folk, and then she had a good role in Winter Soldier. Yeah, and then
0: she, about it. Yeah. And then
1: she had. Essentially a cameo role in Age of Ultron and then nothing until she yeah, blipped yeah. in the ending credits of Infinity War.
0: Yeah, that's a good and, point. And I I yeah. was upset when she died just because I like the actress. Um and I like and just I want and like I just wanted them to do more with Mariah Hill. And they just never did that, anything with her. That's a so problem. I, that's I'm upset. Kind of- that they just ended that character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
1: it, they just didn't do anything with her, so I didn't yeah. feel anything when Hill died. And
0: yeah. I also have a
1: hard time feeling anything with Nick Fury because Mar- the MCU has handled Nick Fury so bad for the past 10 years. Where Yeah, he,
0: I, I don't care about him at all. Yeah, I,
1: yeah and that's kind of sad. Like, Sam Jackson's great, and yep. the character of Nick Fury in the Marvel movies is really great. The problem is, is that after Avengers... No, after... After Winter Soldier. He's he just said nothing.
0: Yeah. He's a sideline. I mean he he's had, barely in the last Avengers movie, yeah. Uh
1: in the last Avengers movie endgame, he was literal. he just stood at Tony Stark's funeral. He yeah. didn't have a line. And right. in the previous movie, he blipped with Hill. Yeah. And then I mean, chronologically, I mean, he hadn't had anything to do. Like he wasn't in secret he wasn't in civil war. He wasn't in the Avengers movies. He was in Captain Marvel, but that's and he was great in Captain Marvel. But that was a movie Mm -hmm. that took place 30 years ago. And yeah, I I, the only thing I can really say as an example is every time a Marvel movie comes out, someone asks Sam Jackson if he's in it. And he says, I haven't been called.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kind of like it's Nick Fury. He created the Avengers. And after he created the Avengers, he just he just didn't matter.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like this show feels like, you know, the fans complained about that because he's a good character and he's a good actor. And so then now they're just like, well, we got to do something with Nick Fury. Is it too little too late? That's what it feels like, yeah.
1: Okay, I was just gonna say, on a personal standpoint for you, does it feel like it's too little, too late?
0: Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm I am glad that they're bringing him back, too. but it's just like, are we gonna keep him in it, or are you just gonna do the same thing you did last time?
1: Is it what Yeah, mean, exactly. I don't yeah, know I mean, how
0: old Samuel L. Jackson is, but I'd like oh, to Oh, Samuel Jackson's
1: movies. in his 70s now, I believe.
0: Yeah, I mean, he seems great. Uh, oh, so
1: black don't crack.
0: Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, he's 75 years old.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. Like I hope they keep using him. Like they uh, didn't kill I, him in this I, show.
1: Yeah, it just feels like it's such a crime that they just didn't yeah. use him much. And yeah. and he, and it's not like he wasn't around anytime. Some like I said, anytime someone asked, "Is Samuel Jackson going to be in this Is is Nick Fury going to be in this?" And Sam Jackson would go. I haven't been asked.
0: Yeah. Like That's... he was
1: pretty. He was pretty upset that he wasn't in Civil War.
0: Well, yeah, that's ridiculous that he wasn't. That's ridiculous that he wasn't in the room when they were presenting them with the contract from the, so- the Sokovia Accords.
1: They faked his death at the end of Winter
0: Soldier, but like that Oh yeah. Ma-
1: well, no, not like that fucking mattered because in Age of Ultron, he shows up with a helicarrier. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I mean, I was so excited with Age of Ultron by that ending because the helicarrier shows up and S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, saves everyone in Sokovia. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s back. Yeah. And then it
0: wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They, when are we going to get shield back?
1: <laughs> we're not. We're just not. So there's no, there's no shield in Marvel anymore. I mean, the yeah. agents of shield kind of said there was, but they're like a secret organization now, but we do have,
0: yeah.
1: what do we have? We have, it's, we do have sword.
0: I was going to say, do we have sword? Okay.
1: We do have sword. Sword was in uh was in Uh, Wanda vision.
0: Right. And yeah,
1: I believe they said Fury's that, been cooped up on Saber.
0: Yeah. Is, it, I mean, so Sa- Saber's a space station, right?
1: Saber is S.W.O.R.D.'s space station, which didn't exist okay. six months ago during WandaVision because they weren't doing manned things, but apparently it exists. Yeah, S.W.O.R.D. is like... <laughs> Saber is like a giant space station that's, I think, in the shape of a sword.
0: Yeah, well, of course it is, because it's comics. But yeah. I mean, so basically, they've just replaced... Uh, shield a sword uh no oh
1: no sword is the extraterrestrial protective agency
0: yeah 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 but like
1: shield it, is the earth one but they've they don't. effectively no
0: if shield doesn't exist and now sword does that's basically
1: no Swords always existed sword was created um, by maria rambo's mom
0: Right, right, right. I forgot so, about that. no
1: sword is a is a counter or is a counterpiece, like the CIA. Yeah. FBI. But well, no, Shield like, uh, Shield just doesn't exist because when they started having uh possibly extraterrestrial activities in one division, the FBI called in Sword. But <SW1> yeah. Sword is still just a it is essentially NASA in Yeah.
0: It's yeah. The NASA defense, I suppose. Space
1: mm-hmm. Force. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So. That makes sense. Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to see Talos.
0: Yeah. He, I'm really happy
1: to see Talos. He, I love that scene of him and Nick reuniting and both uh, t- discussing Talos' wife passing. I yeah. thought that was really good of them both just having their foreheads a- a touch against each other because it showed like a real bond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because like I said, like years ago, I said, that I really wanted to see Ben Mendelssohn break away from being villains all the time and do a hero. And I got it in... Captain Marvel, and so anytime I see uh, him show up, I'm very happy in Marvel because he's not playing a villain. The Uh only thing is, is he's still impersonating the former director of S.H.I.E.L.D., though.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) funny.
1: It's weird, but also, I like Talos being in his scroll face Uh because it's Ben Mendelsohn using his actual Australian accent Uh, because he has the thickest australian version of a cockney accent yeah and yeah. doesn't use it when he's not in his scroll out his scroll uh form and so mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's funny when he is because he's he's got such a thick accent when he plays talos
0: mm-hmm,
1: even mm-hmm. in uh spider-man he he, he uh oh, he he speaks with it and it's hilarious
0: yeah no that is fun and he just seems a lot quirkier when he's in his uh oh yeah Skull yeah. scroll skin He's yeah. very booty and broody, in uh, mm-hmm. human form. Yeah, yeah, um, it's well, almost like two different characters. That's funny.
1: And I'm sad to see Gaia grew up to be kind of kind of a sad character. Uh, I like Amelia Clark, yeah. but mm-hmm. and I think Amelia Clark's a good actress. It's just that she doesn't get a lot. Of, she doesn't do a lot of good roles, and
0: I don't even know what else she's done other than Game of Thrones. Uh,
1: well, she was in the solo movie. She was. She was Han's love interest and in best friend.
0: Hmm. I need she to watch that movie. like Kira mm-hmm.
1: in Solo, <laughs> and then I've seen her in a couple things. And uh, I, was, I like I like Amelia Clark a lot.
0: Yes, yeah, that was her in Solo. I didn't like just yeah. in my head that I just can't picture it. Huh. You
1: know yeah. What? Yeah, she played uh, the chick who contacted Darth Maul.
0: Yeah, I thought she was taller. <laughs> Like, the, that character, I just... I remember her being taller, because she's just pretty short. Oh, huh. yeah. interesting. All
1: right. Um. Yeah, I... I'm not a big fan of Olivia Coleman, I'll be honest, but...
0: Olivia Coleman, which one was she?
1: Uh, She played Sonia Falsworth, the head of a high-ranking MI6 agent. Mm. She played... New oh,
0: Year. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I kept asking myself, why is MI6 have a headquarters in Russia?
0: Because of course they do.
1: It's not very covert. It's just it's a mansion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like Okay.
0: <laughs> well Makes you also sure.
1: kinda ask, was this shot before the Ukraine war?
0: Yeah, the the well the, yeah, as soon as the plot hit for this, I'm just like, when did they
1: When did they film this?
0: I mean that was it more than a year ago?
1: <laughs> uh yeah. Dude, okay. they filmed this. In, they filmed this almost two years ago.
0: Oh, then yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they filmed this. They wrapped up filming in April 2022. So yeah, they wow. they shot most of this before the invasion of Ukraine.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I guarantee if that I guarantee if this came post that this probably wouldn't be taking place mostly in
0: Russia. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, oh well. Uh, my, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're griping on a lot of things here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited I, about this show, and I'm, I'm looking yeah, forward. To yeah, it. I,
1: I'm not. I don't want to hate it or anything. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I, I just have issues with the premise of it and everything yeah. like that. Just because I feel like this should be. Uh, I feel like this should be an Avengers event
0: yeah no i i agree with you on that i think like i i would like a marvel show that's not about superheroes but but i don't think that this is the story for that
1: yeah that's the uh, big so
0: like i'm i'm I, I guess i mix like i'm excited to get a story that doesn't have all the superheroes um I, but, I
1: arguably, we've gotten quite a few of those
0: uh, I mean,
1: we got one division that didn't have yeah super and loki we got loki which didn't have superheroes all over the place
0: yeah no that's a good point actually i mean
1: but loki was a very bureaucratic uh show science fiction it bureaucratic. Was. And, it was very bureaucratic and i i
0: actually I, I was surprised that i liked loki as much as i did and i, I kind of think that's probably why well and they finally made loki a likable character for me um but yeah um i have a question though too uh on stuff like this when so when they went to the uh, the scroll like headquarters, so it's an old um...
1: <laughs> fucking shanty town they all live in, which is apparently so much better than anywhere else. Holy crap. Like,
0: why can't they fix that place up? Like It's
1: a shithole and it's an old nuclear base or something like that. Like it's yeah, an old like... fallout city. It's like a shit. It, they're literally living in squalor. And I'm literally going, how is this better than living on your space stations? Right. Or, that this better than maybe talking to the U.S. government and trying to maybe uh, annexing some island for them all to live on or something like that?
0: Yeah, basically. But, like, they, also, whenever, like, there's a scene where, like, they're in the mess hall or something, or, like, whatever, the cafeteria, and there's just, like, uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, an old jukebox or something, but there's just, like, this piece of old equipment just sitting there that, all dusty and looking like garbage. But it's yeah. just, like, can't you just pick that up and move it into a different room so that this room can feel nicer?
1: No, they're literally living in a third in world, third world country uh, I, living conditions.
0: I, I know, but there's just things you could do to make it feel nicer. <laughs> I don't know. You
1: could also just not live.
0: Right. Well, that's an even better point. Yes. I Yeah. Um, like, how is this
1: better than working with Talos. You're telling right. me, is Talos shitting in buckets in a in an alley somewhere?
0: Well, but you no. know, so, we've some,
1: seen starships. How is this? How is this better?
0: Like, right? Well, you know, somehow in this place they have food from their homeworld.
1: Well, I'm okay with that because Talos showed that plant that embraced Earth soil.
0: Right, but you could do that anywhere but for some reason they only have it in this one place
1: i don't know yeah i don't know i'm not gonna benefit the doubt and say maybe more is going to be explained but i really don't understand how all the scrolls are kind of just living like we we get introduced to a scroll who's apparently a vagabond and gets taken in and i'm just like okay why you can impersonate anybody Or you can you can probably just go through history books, not history books, but you could probably just go through like dead death records from 30 years ago and Mm. take on the appearance of a dead person from 30 years ago and create a life.
0: Well, I mean, they could even just build an amusement park and they could all just turn into, you know, the super amusement
1: park. Then your wife's aunt is going to show up to ride the carousel.
0: That's fine, because then they're making money. <laughs>
1: <I had laughs> that to, was my had point. To wrap, <laughs> had to wrap that around. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> um. Oh, wait, that was before the podcast. We no, that was talking. after. No,
1: that was during, wasn't it? No, I don't think so. No, it had to have been, because you talked about places that you go and stuff like that, wasn't it?
0: Oh, uh, I don't think. I don't know. I thought that we talked about that before we recorded. Oh, uh, I thought we
1: talked about it at the beginning of recording.
0: Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh anyway, I wrote on a carousel today if we didn't. Um but yeah, so I don't know. Like just whenever I see things like that, I just feel like there's little things you could at least do to make the place a little nicer. Um, I think there's a
1: big thing you can do better, which is not live in a fucking and, nuclear irradiated town. Yeah, to well that's
0: that's an even better point that I didn't think of. And yeah, I mean, not, I get that the not, reason why they're there is because they can they can uh, oh. The radiation doesn't harm them and so you know they're going to be hidden but it's a good point what you're saying is just like literally doing anything else is better than this
1: literally not causing terrorist attacks and hiding in nuclear ridden towns is like it's literally the last thing how is nobody going you know we're already refugees we already lived a pretty hard life thanks to the korea uh, uh, there is literally a, a goddamn warthog man on TV right now on Mori. I'm pretty sure we'll be okay if we expose ourselves. Like yeah. literally, literally, there are mystical Norse god aliens living in Norway right now on a coastline.
0: Yeah, I'm, well, I'm
1: pretty also, sure we could probably be okay asking for some help.
0: It is funny too that you, you like you said like it like the reason why they're there is because of the Cree. But it seems like they're blaming even specifically Nick Fury.
1: Nick Fury promised that he would find them a home. And apparently in the last 30 years, he yeah. failed to do that. And something happened with Fury with the blip.
0: So uh, the last, what, five years? He's just been gone.
1: Yeah, and I'm I, I, I I kind of wondering if maybe it's because Fury was probably... I mean, I'm just going to make a speculation is that... Even though Nick Fury is a super spy and he's not afraid to kill people and stuff, I'm kind of wondering if the angle they're going is, and I i don't really want to make speculations for the show, but mm. I'm kind of wondering if the angle they're going with is is that Fury was raised from a very big Christian family and believed in God and stuff, and when the blip happened, there was nothing. And it's messed uh, him up. Yeah, that could be interesting. That's an easy round to go that stuff, stories do go to. And Mm -hmm. so and we saw what happens when people blimp, they die and then they come back immediately from where they left off years later, as if nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there is this going to be this kind of thoughts of theory was a God fearing man and he was devout. And when he died and came back, he saw nothing. And so now he kind of has this kind of messed up thought process of there is nothing after this.
0: Sure. Yeah, I can see that.
1: It's an idea that I just kind of thought of really.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they kind of I felt like they were speculating at that. He just felt out of his element or like he was having a hard time coping with not feeling in control.
1: There's that um, too, where furious felt like he has control. And when the blip happened, he had no control. Yeah. But I think honestly, from what we've seen from the past 15 years of Marvel, Fury has no control over anything.
0: Right. Like he's never had control. <laughs> no. Uh, so. no I, was,
1: I mean yeah. I mean, okay, yes, Thanos did what he did a few years earlier. He found out the organization that he ran was run by Hydra.
0: Right. Yeah. And <sighs> then yeah. Uh so I I don't feel like that's a good excuse at least but I feel like that's yeah. the one well that's the one that yeah. like, everyone else is speculating and and he's just not answering when yeah. when they say it to him so it it's hard to say I guess what it is, but
1: it'll funny. be revealed.
0: Well, and it's funny too because like it, I feel like they've painted themselves into a corner by not utilizing Nick Fury and so now they have to explain why they weren't using him and <sighs> I'm, I'm worried that they're not going to have a good explanation.
1: <laughs> I am worried that the explanation will be that he's always controlled everything and always been 10 steps ahead of everyone. And he wasn't, and it's left him broken. That yeah. will be a, that will probably be it. And yeah. I will not be happy about that because I think that's a bit cheap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that will be interesting. I mean, I, again, I'm excited to see the rest of the show. Just and I, I think just based on what you've even said too, like I, I hope they bring in more of the heroes,
1: but I don't think they are. I don't I think mean, they will. The casting I, for everything like doesn't show anyone but yeah. Rhodey.
0: Yeah, which which uh, isn't there? There's still going to be a show or a movie the about Iron.
1: Uh, this is supposed to lead into uh, Armor Wars.
0: Yeah, Armor Wars. Okay, that's what I meant. Yeah, or that's what I was trying to think of. But so I bet. Yeah. I, 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 well, and so it feels like that's the only reason why Rhodey's even there. Probably <laughs> so because Rhodey shown
1: up thing. in quite a few other things. He was in um he was in Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. Yep, yep. He was in yeah. one episode, and that was it.
0: Yeah, he he seems to just be like the guy that they get to, and he has a bit of the the connection to politics. Just because I mean, to the U.S. Uh, yeah, military he's a soldier
1: and everything. And right yeah. now I'm trying to see what he is uh, just says he's an officer for the Air Force and a ranger. But I don't mm. know. I figured it says Rose serves as the president's right hand man. And I'm like, OK, what title is that?
0: Yeah, he's probably uh, Ministry of Defense or something, I suppose.
1: I also feel like we just need to explore. Ro- I'm sure Armor Wars is going to do this because Rody was uh, Tony's best friend.
0: Yeah, we have, speaking of just, yeah, Marvel not utilizing characters well enough, like, Rhodey has been there, but never really explained.
1: Yeah, it's also kind of fucked up. What's that? It's been four years since Endgame. It's been four years since Tony Stark died. Wow. Yep. Since Steve disappeared.
0: Yeah, and we, We, I mean.
1: We've seen what happened with Thor. We've seen what happened with uh, Hulk. We've seen what happened with Hawkeye. Yeah, Uh, we've had so many characters. Uh, We've seen Peter Parker cope with uh, Tony's death. Mm -hmm. And yet it has been four years now. And like, I I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see Pepper again. I think it's probably I mean, it's only a few years more down the road when Morgan puts on an iron armor, I would imagine. But um, I, I think it is kind of a crime that we haven't seen how Rhodey is doing. He keeps playing support for everybody.
0: Yeah, and he seems like he's in a good place. Like, he doesn't ever seem depressed or anything, but... He's
1: a soldier. I'm guessing they're probably going with that, where soldiers yeah. are conditioned to understand loss and everything, but... Sure. Um, I... Yeah, I know. I'm making excuses, but... No, no,
0: no. I... Yeah, I understand. But, like, yeah, even but in... If, uh... if, I,
1: I do hope... I will be very disappointed in Armor Wars if it is not dealing with Rhodey's personal feelings of loss and stuff
0: like that. Yeah. Well, but, like, even in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, he was counseling, like, in that one episode he's in, he was talking to, wasn't he talking to Falcon about... He was talking
1: to because Sam. Sam just donated the cash yeah. shield to the Smithsonian Museum or so, something So like,
0: like he, Yeah, so he was helping Sam, like, cope with uh, Steve leaving. It's just like, but nobody was helping Rhodey.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then look what happened with Falcon and Winter Soldier. By the end, it turned into a political message about oppression and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of out of nowhere too.
0: Yeah. Well, and honestly too like just from watching this episode of of Secret Invasion, I'm I'm a little worried that that's where this is going as well cuz like just the whole terrorist thing, like it, it feels very similar to Falcon and Winter Soldier and I'm just hoping that they do a better job I guess with it, but we'll see. Uh,
1: yeah, forget about that, isn't it? The sh- uh the the flag break, the flag burners?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, that terrorist group just kind of fizzled out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, I think the thing that dawned on me after I watched this episode is like, this feels like Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, it's almost the same plot.
1: Kind of. Yeah, it's
0: conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's people, uh, a people group who has nowhere to go because of whatever reason, you know, because of the history of the MCU. And Um,
1: I knew they were going to I knew they were going to rope themselves in a corner making the Skrulls uh, victims. If they were going to pull Secret Invasion out of their ass, I kind of was worried that they were probably going to be they were kind of going to put themselves in a corner if they ever were going to do Secret Invasion because they made the Skrulls victims. And
0: yeah, in the
1: comics, the Skrulls are vile, evil pieces of shit.
0: Yeah, they and, are
1: monsters. They are oppressors and they are like they are uh ra- like racist, evil species that you don't have sympathy for as a whole. Like they are. a right. bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and it is weird. I guess, yeah. The way that they're having to deal with them now. Yeah, and, the way they
1: spun Captain Marvel, I was embracive, but also concerned if the idea of secret invasion ever came around.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I guess I assumed that if there was going to be another faction of Skrulls that they would be... It would come from a, a space. Yeah, they'd come from space. and that, Because like, they said Talos'
1: group was a faction.
0: Yeah, and so I guess I assumed it would be a splinter group. That another is, species
1: that found out about earth, another faction yeah. that found out about earth
0: yeah yeah and that they were like completely detestable yeah i guess that's what i was expecting right? i
1: was too when i heard that they were going to do scrolls and then i saw the casting and i saw this guy gravik was a all it said was he was a leader a group of a leader of a group of skulls yeah and i'm like okay all right we're going to get another faction of scrolls that we kind of alluded to in um uh in in captain marvel no it's talos's people yeah. Which is unfortunate. I, I really like the MCU Scrolls, and I hope I still do after the show. Granted, I don't think they're going to be wiped out or anything. I think my fear is that Talos is going to die. And yeah. it's going to be the thing that turns the tide, unfortunately. Because, I mean, it probably has to happen that way. But um, mm. the comic book Secret Invasion is kind of great and awful on the same right. I, I remember when it came out. It came out 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was setting it was written by Bendis and it was planned for, oh, God, four, three to four years or something like that. It was in the works of in the background and things. hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Galactus. Uh, what, oh, God, what is it? Uh, the Illuminati. They right. They trick Galactus into destroying the Skrull homeworld. Mm -hmm. And the scrolls retaliate with deciding that Earth is going to be their new home. And so they infiltrate everything. And then uh, this is post-Civil War, so uh, half of the Avengers are in hiding. The other Mm -hmm. half are part of that registration act. Uh, Steve Rogers is dead. Mm -hmm. Thor is dead. Uh, Tony is head of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Fury's been missing for years because of the scrolls he's been in hiding oh right yeah yeah and the scrolls attack and it's a giant battle between everybody and um it was good Mm -hmm. for the most part it's an it's a marvel event which is the same as dc events which is uh strong strong couple issues opening lull in the middle and then by the end you just kind of lack any kind of Empathy for it. You just end up having apathy and just not caring. Yeah. 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 It was, art was great, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was all on, it was years of work on the, uh, all centered around Michael Bendis and everyone else having to skirt around the issues that he was building. <laughs> Even yeah. Civil War was not Bendis. That was Mark Miller, but they yeah. still had to, you know, plan a whole bunch of stuff around what was going to come. Mm-hmm. And, that's kind of the fault of comics in general, and that's the fault with Bendis, Mark Miller, that asshole who's ruined DC for the last 20 years. Uh, oh, yeah. Jeff Johns. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's just the problem and that's why I got away from Marvel and DC to begin with. It's like they're just they always do these overarching events and then it's just like if you don't read everything, you not you don't know what's going on anymore. And then like yeah, and then they have to skate around each other or skirt around each other and Or they create a like, bunch
1: of continuity problems. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just like can we just like I just want a comic with Batman. Like I don't wanna to have to worry about what Superman's doing. And yep. but no, they have to all be in the same universe and they have to all be interacting all the time. Which yeah yeah okay that makes sense but comics aren't real life and that's not why i read them
1: <laughs> yeah no that's kind of always been my problem when there's like six different spider-man books out and he's doing different things and all yeah. throughout them or batman or deadpool or superman or iron man uh one whole book was what was it there's guardians of the galaxy book where tony was part of the guardians and he was flying all over the galaxy with them
0: oh man yeah well they're just capitalizing and you know they're making as much money as they can off of the characters that are popular.
1: Yeah, but. I still remember when one of the former editors of Marvel, he switched to IDW and he was the brainchild behind about two years of bad Transformer comics. <laughs> and it was filled with continuity issues. And this dude was even writing some that were causing continuity issues. And he was the editor. Oh, man. And uh, he was pretty vocal with the fandoms online and stuff. And he flat out said, man, I'm surprised you guys can keep track of all this at Marvel. We didn't even read the uh, the scripts that were coming in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Jeez. yeah yeah he was he was yeah. one of the he was one of the editors for marvel for like five years and he full-on came out and admitted that uh in the editor side they don't even they don't even read the, the issues that are come that the scripts for the issues coming out they just well, they, prove they, them they, and then move on
0: they make them so fast i guess sure but yeah that, that makes sense
1: <laughs> yeah and then and then you know after he left uh, an editor for um uh, Marvel came on board to IDW and did the Transformer stuff and that dude fixed everything. He was a continuity fiend where he That's good. Yeah. Um John Barber started mm. in webcomics. Mm. Mm. He was also Mark Miller's editor on his independent books like Kickass and stuff. Interesting. Yep, and he came on, did a couple issues of some of the live-action Transformer comics, and mm. then moved on to be the editor. And then he became editor-in-chief of IDW. But that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and he was one of the head writers for Transformers too. And this dude, like, fixed everything. Like, mm-hmm. a- a- errors became almost non-existent for five years with IDW Comics. It was wonderful. And I've, had a, I've actually had a couple of conversations with him on social media and stuff. He's a great
0: guy. Mm. That's surprised. That's, yeah, hm. that's good, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of shocking to see that stuff because, yeah, I I always kind of wonder what the what the role of an editor is in comics. Um, <laughs> it's the guy. Well, like, cause yeah. an editor and yeah, oh, like. uh, I figured it's just to like to go over the scripts, make sure everything looks right. But in comics, the editor is the person who pitch who's I they, uh, with IDW wise. The editor was the person who came up with the ideas and then hired script writers.
0: Yeah, they're, I mean, yeah so it sounds like they're more like producers, I suppose.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I know the guy who mucked up comics in IDW, a lot of the stuff was his ideas. Yeah. And he, he was very interactive, saying, would you guys like to see this or this and stuff like that? And he was the one hiring writers and saying, I want you to do a comic about this. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I always kind of figured that they were just the person behind the scenes. You know, I just got my book produced. And for, you know, all intended purposes, you were my editor for it. Sure. Um, but you just literally did layouts and editing. You didn't write the story or come up with anything. You didn't have any creative uh, input on it. Yeah. I, I just. so that's what I honestly you, yeah. thought yeah. editors were. Or even, you know, newspaper editors and stuff like that. That's I, what I well, always pictured them.
0: The, a newspaper editor, like, they're or at least the editor-in-chief, like they are directing, I believe, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but like, I I, I always assume that the editor-in-chief was directing journalists. Like you go here, you go to that, you know, go yeah. to town, do that, get like mm-hmm. get a report on this topic. Um, And so, yeah, that, which it sounds like that. And that's what the comic book editors are doing. But I guess like, I assume that there would be a, a similar thing where like you have the editor-in-chief who is maybe hiring, writers and giving them idea and i i guess i knew that about comics that like they were fed the idea of what to write um yeah I assume that like any smaller editor probably is doing more of like what i did with your book where it's more of just like making sure there's not continuity problems making sure that you know things are spelled correctly and you know that the, yeah. flow of the book feels right and
1: and at IEW, their title was just editor and they were the person coming up with the stories and then just yeah. telling the writer. I mean, and the weird thing is, is I don't know a lot about uh, literature, literature editing.
0: Yeah, uh, well, and uh, that's a I different know movies, a lot about yeah.
1: cinematic editing, which is all different. It's literally the person who's putting the entire thing together through the with the film and the script and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think with books like there, there's a whole Slew of different types of edit- editors you can hire. Yeah, there's
1: like Stephen King's editor who puts his stuff together, but Stephen King's the guy who writes it all.
0: Yeah, well, I think his editor like does ultimately probably make it more cohesive. Um, yeah, poor bastard. Yeah, well, he's it's the same guy that's always been doing it, and uh, it sounds like he, he does a great job. Um, but then, oh, yeah. like, uh, I mean, you can just hire an editor to only you know check spelling, only check grammar. Uh, mm-hmm. you get higher ones that help with con, you know, continuity in your story and making sure things flow. I don't know what those are called. I need to do more research on that before I hire one, but, um, but I'm trying to think like when I was listening to, I think, um, after I read or after I listened to Ender's game at the end of that audio, um, Orson Scott card kind of talked about the process, because that story was interesting because, like, he wrote it as a short story in a journal before he made it into a book. And he – it sounds like his editor uh, just, like, kind of cleaned it up a little bit. But, like, also they told him, like, you need to add, like, this much more to this story. Or, like, he had to get some things approved by – I don't know, that was the publisher, too. But, like, certain things, I guess. But, like, it, it sounds like his, his editor, yeah, was a little bit more – of a, like kind of cleaned it up a little bit maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's just like one of those terms that can just mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing in my field. I feel like there's a lot. Like, I'm a web developer, but like some people are UX developers, some people are, I don't know, UI developers. Some people are back end front end, full stack. Like, a developer just almost doesn't mean anything, like by itself. Um, and just, you know, adding a couple of letters to your title can also change your pay incredibly. <laughs> so um, it's interesting.
1: We dealt with that last month. Yeah. We dealt with that last month with my book. What do you mean? Uh, a little change can make something pretty big. Like we, we changed a few things of the dialogue um, and stuff like that. And that had to alter a few things around and things like that. So, yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. Just dealt with some of that.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting process, uh, for sure. I mean, there's it's always surprising just how there's more people involved, and it's just it's interesting. I mean, when you yeah, you know you get like people who are just garbage at it, and they just ruin the entire thing because that somehow they got into that position of power. Producers
1: and stuff do that a lot, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But then at the same time, it's just like you know, if we didn't have Kevin Feige, would we have these good movie you know this this level of good mo- of marvel movies i suppose level yeah. of quality uh
1: no no we'd yeah. have avi arid the what he's the guy behind Sony shit
0: oh yeah avi yeah was good point that's a really good
1: studios point. before marvel studios broke away and stuff like that and yeah. Yeah, no, we'd have Avi Arad, which means we'd have, whose name is still attached because he's the president of Marvel's, Marvel uh, yeah. Cinema, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he still gets a credit and things, kind of like how Stan Lee did. But no, yeah. we, we'd be getting Morbius movies. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's actually, that's a that's an interesting point too, because like, yeah, we have exactly what we'd be getting in there. Not, it's not as good. Um, no, it's not. And I'm trying to, I just was thinking about something like... uh i mean john favreau for star wars like star wars was good but i feel like john favreau really came in and made some really good things with it yeah and then um, you have
1: well i would say not really john favreau but dave filoni
0: yeah the, the, yeah exactly sorry i i don't think I, I know it as well as you do so but yeah no i agree with that yeah
1: dave filoni the creative director of lucasfilm right now he's the guy that's yeah. behind a lot of the
0: stuff yeah, yeah. as soon as you said he's it the guy behind rebels. rebels he's the creator of yeah. rebels yep Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, and it's just funny because, like, I mean, every time I watch, especially any star- of uh, newer Star Wars movies, uh or a lot of the MCU stuff, probably, but like, yeah, you just watch the credits and you start seeing, like, I start noticing the same names, like, on the things that I like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yes, this makes sense. <laughs> and so, yeah. it's always nice, I guess, when you get those people in those positions who who do a good job, and, and you can genuinely tell they li- they like what they're doing. You know, they like these stories um i mean and we kind of talked about it with picard um where like the first twenty-three
1: two... producers on season one
0: yeah and and just the, i i don't know the i don't want to rag on that guy who wrote it i forget his name uh it's michael incredible. michael Caban, yeah. i believe wrote yeah or he was like the head writer and like he i read an interview of him he said he was a huge star trek fan growing up and everything but like it just seemed like everything he wrote he wasn't paying attention to actually TNG like the only
1: thing that they did on TN with those shows was it just, they were just pulling from the movies. It didn't feel like they watched the show. They watched the movie.
0: Yeah. And so, and then, yeah, with, I, I still haven't seen it, but it sounds like with this newer Picard season, it just had way. They did a better job of pulling in the show, which, which I guess you know that's what you and I prefer. Yeah. You, so,
1: you know, yeah. that's the that's the weird thing is that the the shit creative team behind the first two seasons of Picard and Star Trek Discovery, it's the same people with Strange New Worlds, but Strange New Worlds is great. Oh, that's funny. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. weird thing. The guys <laughs> who mucked up Picard, uh, and the other shows that are not well received by fans. They're the yeah. guys who are behind Strange New Worlds, and Strange New Worlds is really, really good. And yeah. it's well, mind-boggling.
0: I mean, its it, I guess it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, they finally found that thing that they're good, you know, that they're the best at, I suppose. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, I've had a million hobbies because, like, I just keep floating from different thing to different thing, I, I guess. But And, you know, I'm looking for that thing I'm better at, but I don't know. That's I'm just trying to like make a connection there, but I that that's interesting. That's very interesting that they found that they're on a show that's doing so well. That's good to hear. I'm glad. <laughs> I guess it's
1: good. It's, the season started two weeks ago, and I'm watching it. It's really good. Which season? Uh, Strange New Worlds, the uh, the show that's uh takes place ten years before TOS.
0: Yeah. Uh, Captain
1: Pike in the early years of the Enterprise.
0: Yeah. What season are they on though?
1: Season two. Okay
0: yeah i should watch that just so i don't have to catch up with like multiple more of them it's
1: it's really really good um yeah it's
0: just we just don't have that is that paramount plus
1: yeah yeah i i can disney plus for to watch um to watch to watch star trek and stuff and so i decided to keep paramount plus until august so
0: yeah uh,
1: because strange new worlds comes back and uh when i was on vacation two weeks ago i caught up on all the star trek shows and i finally caught up on strange new worlds i liked the show but i only watched the first five episodes i didn't watch the last five and so i finished up enterprise and watched strange new and then i said well let's finish strange new worlds finally and it was really good
0: yeah i need to just watch it i need to just
1: i i like it it's got connections with discovery unfortunately but they're not that big of a deal sure um the first season episode opens with a previously and you get the gist of it
0: yeah i think it's just like i don't know what else is on paramount plus so like yeah Uh, i would be getting star
1: trek man i would well i'd be getting it
0: just for star trek yeah
1: and there's plenty of star trek on there what is there tos tng deep space nine voyager enterprise lower decks it's everything paramount star trek's a paramount property so everything that is star trek is on there
0: yeah well and it looks like they have the sonic movies and
1: sonic movies they got the dungeons and dragon movie they've got all the transformer movies they've got
0: uh have you watched the dungeons and dragons movie
1: No, can't bring myself to watch it i've been asked that probably 20 times in the past month by people saying have you checked it out yet and i'm like i I see it every time i fire up paramount plus but i just can't bring myself to watch it because i just don't
0: care I didn't think you would. I just, you mentioned it. So, but, uh, yeah. I kind of want to see it, but every time I see, like, a trailer or a snippet from it, I'm just like, I just don't really want to watch Chris Pine.
1: (laughs) I like Chris Pine. I asked Lee when he, because Lee didn't want to watch
0: it, and he did.
1: And then I said, is it Medieval Fantasy Guardians of the Galaxy? Because that's what he thought at first with the trailer. That's what I have thought since day one. And he said, not really.
0: That's good to hear, I guess
1: i don't know but i just feel like it's a as much garbage as that i indulge in it's just <laughs> not one that i can go yeah let's let's watch that tonight and th- yeah but I, I, I just don't want to i have nothing negative against D D. it's not my forte but yeah, yeah i don't have like a personal thing of against it it's just i also just don't like fantasy i guess i don't like yeah. fantasy you a,
0: like lord of the rings i was about to say that like you don't talk a lot about like fantasy lord but you like lord rings. of the rings
1: but yeah. uh the witcher was a bitch for me to watch and i did it yeah. but it was a bitch to get I, through.
0: I watched like two episodes of that and i was just kind of done with it but i'm listening to the book actually i bought the book uh just the first one and i like it quite a bit um but well, i henry cavill a lot yeah yeah um but no, I agree. The show, I didn't, I didn't care for watching. There's certain things that I don't like want to watch. It's
1: not a parallel show. It jumps between like 20 years all over the show. Yeah. And oh, that's I how the book is too. And I didn't understand that. I had to yeah. be explained that by a friend because uh, was it I think I was dating someone at the time, and or we had just broken up, but we were pretty good friends. And I told her I was like, I think I sent her a picture of me watching it and going, this is really confusing. And even she, she's like, was not into fantasy or anything. She's like, it's awesome. Just tough it up. And I did, but uh, it didn't it just it just didn't do anything for me. And I think it's just because I don't like fantasy lore. Yeah, Yeah, I like Lord of the Rings, but it's the same thing with my feelings toward anime. Just because I like one thing doesn't mean I'm going to embrace others.
0: No, no, you you definitely lean more into the sci-fi. And I think I do, too. Not even Uh, really
1: sci-fi. That's another thing where, like, I don't like just science fiction stuff. Right.
0: No, like it,
1: I, it it depends on the story really. I, I kind of like a bit of everything, but there's sure. no genre that I lean on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I that no, that's a good point. Um, but Yeah, I'm,
1: unfortunately, unlike I a lot of people are and I've mentioned it before, especially with anime that I like, you know, I like certain things, but
0: yeah. there's no
1: genre that I lean toward. Like you like it's, sci-fi, you like robotic stuff, things like that. Yeah. Um, I have a buddy who he loves science fiction too. I got a buddy who loves who watches everything that is fantasy and things like that? And mm-hmm. I'm—I've never been that person. Yeah,
0: like, no, I, yeah. I just
1: kind of go with what what I find to be kind of fun, but I never go and try and find something similar to it.
0: Yeah, no, I get that, and and that is interesting that you say that too, because like if I see something that is probably sci-fi i will probably just watch it or read it or whatever but i I think i'm the same way like about fantasy with you that you are like i will i will look at something real hard that is fantasy before i bother with it at all and Mm -hmm. so this D &D movie like I, i i guess that's just how i'm being about it i'm just like i just don't know about this yeah it's not a heavy priority for me um And it's just such, and there's just so much marketing behind it, too. It's just like, is it good? Or are they just throwing money at it? I can't tell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know anyone who's seen it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just not my cup of tea. And that's just how I react to a lot of stuff. like, And I, I, I'm not judging anyone who just says, oh, yeah. I like this, so I'm going to like this. Because I, I get told that all the time. You know, I watch Star Trek, and, and I can't tell how many times people have told me to watch Battlestar Galactica or Farscape yeah. or yeah. Um, Stargate. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah, nah. they're, they're and I have different. friends that they watch them all because yeah. that's just the thing. They like sci-fi shows. They like sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think they're fine, but I don't watch all of them. I, it's got to hook me, and if it doesn't yeah. hook me, I'm not gonna indulge in it that much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like—I uh, mean, I, I tried watching *Battlestar Galactica*. Man, I—I I, I, I think I watched like five episodes past where I wanted to stop, and I was just like, "I hate this show." Yep. Can't do it. Uh, like I hated every character, not a single likable character on that show. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and I just didn't care what happened. And its I quality
1: the, also doesn't do it for me. If it's made by Sci Fi Channel, I probably uh, just can't get past it.
0: Yeah, Sci Fi Channel cannot make a good. Like I don't they know, they can't make
1: anything they any, good. They just don't
0: have money or something, but they keep trying.
1: Yeah, and they know. keep trying. I like, I've
0: tried to. Uh Or it's or just it? hokey. Like they have so many hokey sci-fi shows. You say that.
1: hokey, I was gonna just be honest and say they make 'em they have cheap looking shows.
0: Well no, they're cheap looking, but then like just the they feel like they're ma- like they're they feel like a WB show or something. Like
1: Yes, you- and that's the thing, is actually I, I was gonna bring this up at the end, but I guess we're probably rearing toward the end.
0: Yeah, uh, we're about yeah, we're at like an hour and forty minutes, so we should be yeah. wrapping up anyway.
1: There is a show that I am watching.
0: Is that, the WB? Will
1: make, that will make me hypocritical Over what I just
0: said <laughs> Okay I'm excited
1: I'm watching Babylon 5
0: Oh the, is the new one out Or the old one uh, uh, Well
1: what happened was Is I grew up with Babylon 5 I I love yeah. Babylon 5 a lot I haven't watched Babylon 5 in over 20 years But well, I remember the, it so much
0: yeah, It's got a good um, writer behind it So like, J. I Mi- blame yeah, J.
1: Michael Straczynski who wrote most of it And everything uh, Yeah no, uh the uh the trailer for the new movie came out. That's coming. Oh, it's out. a movie.
0: Okay. Yes,
1: imagine. it's an animated film. Travis yes. texted and told me about it and I in well we do our weekly phone calls nowadays where we catch up on shows that we're both watching together and we discuss them. He mm-hmm. asked me if I'd seen it yet and I said no and I forgot about it. Yeah. And then last weekend I or beginning of this week I said, "Oh, Oh yeah, that that trailer came out because I asked, "Did you like how's the animation?" Because it's CG, mm-hmm. and that's Boya like, "Ooh, it's CG," and mm-hmm. um, he he didn't really praise it or anything. And I watched it; it's so good. Hmm. That's it's good. It's not. It's it's in continuity with the show. It's not. Oh, a nice. Thing. Yeah, it takes place a couple of years after uh, Babylon Five ended.
0: Oh, I thought it was a reboot. I don't know why I thought that.
1: They've talked about a reboot, but they keep shelving it all the time.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: And so J. Michael Straczynski finally convinced Warner Brothers to make an animated film, a CG animated film. And it looks great.
0: That's awesome. That's good to hear.
1: And it got me to start watching Babylon 5 again. And I haven't seen it forever, but I know the show so well.
0: Yeah. Uh, How is the production quality on that, though? Awful! Okay, that's what I thought. (laughs) Terrible!
1: Fucking terrible! And I told Travis that. I said, it looks like fucking shit. And he goes... Well, are you watching the high-def versions? I don't need to watch shit in high-def.
0: No. That makes it worse, I'm sure.
1: No. The thing is, this was a show that started... It it came out in 93, and it had no model work done. It was all CGI.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, so it's rough. I didn't know. That's got to be bad.
1: It is. It's really poor-looking, but it's early. And I get told, well, it came out a long time ago. And I'm like, yes. However, in Babylon 5's production, three Star Trek shows happened. I'm not going to give this a pass when there were three other Star Trek shows that. Yeah. Worked.
0: Didn't this they remaster
1: it? Season. What? Didn't they remaster it? They they released an HD version.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: I don't believe they went back and redid all the CGI. They just hide Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: So I'm not going to give that a pass when there were other shows, but it's yeah. not exactly Straczynski's fault. It was Warner Brothers' fault for not giving right. him a lot of money. But yeah. the sets are also super cheap-looking. That said, uh, there are artists and comics that people don't like, but I love the comic because of the story. Yeah. I will look bad. I will look past bad-looking stuff yeah. if the story is really good. Yeah, And the acting in Babylon 5 is great. The story is wonderful. But... Whereas the, the CGI effects are not that great. The mm. makeup effects are wonderful. Hmm. They're that That is one thing I'll give it over Star Trek. I think this, this, the makeup effects in Babylon 5 are way better than Star Trek's uh, makeup effects back then.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what you're saying now. Because uh, I haven't seen a ton of Babylon 5, but I just pulled it up, I guess, and I saw a picture. And, there's yeah, there's a ton of... Well, there's just more aliens in it. I feel a like a lot more aliens,
1: and they all just don't have forehead bumps like Star Trek. Yeah,
0: does. I, I got, and that's what I mean. Like, they actually look like aliens. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, you've got the Drazi, you've got uh, the Narns, you got uh, the Centauri. Kind of look like like Napoleon people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're like wearing ancient French outfits, which is funny. But you got the Mimbari. Um, yeah, a lot of aliens that aren't just forehead bumps
0: yeah
1: Get the with countersuits, and uh i i remember even as, when i was younger thinking it didn't look as good yeah but um no the story of b5 is great straczynski really had a plan for this whole thing and yeah uh if no one's ever seen it i very much recommend it shit i, I watched it on 2b I, tv which is a free app
0: okay yeah i need to watch it uh, that like great
1: yeah Probably. i think
0: the, what was it on cable or what, what it was, was on it on TNT.
1: But I, think yeah. it air, but I remember when I was a kid, I think it aired on, like, CBS at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning
0: sometimes. Yeah. And that's probably—that's why I never watched it. It just wasn't— Yeah, and I, I didn't
1: see it until I would, like, go to my dad's house, and uh, he had satellites. So I watched it when TNT brought it out in the late 90s. And they—I think there's, like, five movies, too, uh, mm. made-for-TV movies. Uh, so— uh but yeah i've been watching this i've taken mm-hmm. a break from star trek because i think i've watched most of tng which was great mm-hmm. but with the battle on five trailer coming out it kind of just resurged me to want to watch some battle because i don't think yeah. i've really watched it since middle school and so it's been 20 over 20 years and mm. it, it's really good because like i said the storytelling is uh, overpowers like the effects and things
0: yeah you know what? And I have seen one episode, and I've, I've brought this up before. It was the episode that I later in life found out that Neil Gaiman wrote, um, which is like a Day of the Dead episode.
1: That's a good episode.
0: Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Good episode, um, fifth
1: season, which is uh, the the fifth season's not that great of that show because all the story plots wrapped up in season four because they didn't know if they were getting a fifth season or not. <laughs>
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah. See, okay, so... That's... One of B5 is a lot like Star Trek season ones, where it's not that great. Yeah. But it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, they just hadn't gotten their footing just yet. Peak Babylon 5 is season 2 and 3. Season 4, they didn't know if they were going to get a final seat another season, so they just crunched Yeah. Like, seasons into one, which mm. kind of sucked in some ways. Now, one of my friends, my friend Travis, he thinks season 4 is his... He, he says season 4 is his favorite. Yeah. I... It's my least favorite of it Mm -hmm. in reality because it just felt like they rushed everything. And I understand why they didn't know. But but they did get a fifth season and it's like, okay, well, everything's wrapped up. Yeah. So season five is kind of just this kind of weird season. But that said, the series finale of that show still tears me up. It is such Hmm. a good finale to a show. And it's a great show. And it's a series that people over the years have flat out said, why didn't you do anything about this to Paramount? Because they obviously stole this whole thing. Yeah. Read a D space
0: nine. Yeah. And there's just a, just a good man. <laughs>
1: so there's just a
0: lot of truth to that where.
1: Yeah. Uh, Straczynski pitched Babylon five to Paramount mm-hmm. and they shot it down, but the executives had his, uh, a copy of his pitch Bible.
0: Yeah.
1: And there are names and there are themes that are, that are in Babylon 5 that were in also D Space Nine. And yep. people have asked Straczynski, why haven't you ever done anything about that? And Straczynski said, because I don't want to. It's a yeah. good show.
0: Huh? He's a big man, and that's good.
1: Straczynski's a great guy. His comic yeah. books aren't that great in my book. He didn't do a good job with his five-year Spider-Man run, but yeah. uh, he it's kind of weird. He, uh, I always get a smile when I see him. like He wrote an adaptation to one of my favorite books and that movie's a sack of shit, but it wasn't because of his script. It's because the studio took it apart and he pretty much got a writing credit for something that he didn't write. What movie? War, World, World War Z. Oh yeah. Yeah. Straczynski got a writing credit for that and pretty much they didn't use a single ounce of his script. Mm. They rewrote it, redid it all. And then the movie went into hell and they brought in that, Jackass who created Lost with J.J. Abrams.
0: Oh, yeah, Ah,
1: yeah, and he mucked it all up even more. So I don't really blame Straczynski for it. Yeah. Um. Hmm. God, who was that guy's name? Because I I can't ever remember his name. I anytime I see it though, I get pissed off about it. Um. Where's that at? There it is. Um. Damon Lindelof. Oh. Yeah. Anytime I see that dude's name on a something, I get annoyed. Like he he has he did Star Trek with Abrams. He did he um, came in and messed up. He, he came in and rewrote some of Star Trek, and then he wrote uh, wrote some of Into Darkness. He came on to fix quote unquote um, World War Z. He came uh, in he came in and rewrote the Prometheus, the Alien prequel movie. He told, oh, that, was another, that was another script that a, a writer came in and did, and he was hired and everything. And then they came in and secretly brought in Damon Lindelof to fix it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah. He,
1: yeah, he's one of the masterminds behind the uh, the Lost show that kind of just went to shit. Yeah, yeah. He also, but he did create the Watchmen show for HBO that everyone loved.
0: Yeah, well, that's good that he found something people like. I
1: still never
0: good. watched that show. Yeah, I have a hard time wanting to watch anything that's Watchmen that's not just the original comic book.
1: <laughs> I don't mind that that Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, I, I, and I actually respect the changes that they did in that movie from the comic. But that's uh, good. Yeah, it's awesome. Not... I mean, if you got six hours to kill, watch the completed version of it.
0: Six hours, man.
1: Yeah, there's the r- theatrical version that was, phew, shoot, almost three hours long.
0: And uh-huh. then
1: there's the director's cut, which is like almost four hours long. And then there's the completed version, which was uh, the director's cut, plus the animated pirate story they re- they released as well, mixed <laughs> together with it. Because there's that whole pirate ship story in Watchmen as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like say, yeah. Right. Uh, what? Uh, I was looking up uh, when I was looking up the cast for Secret Invasion. I saw a name that I recognized, Dermot moroni the uh, the president in the show. Yeah. He was in a. He's in one of my favorite movies, which what is uh, the Liam Neeson movie, The Gray.
0: Oh. Yeah, I recognize that name. That's a
1: great movie. I recommend it to uh, anyone who hasn't seen it. The Gray is a really.
0: Oh yeah that guy mm-hmm. i didn't recognize him in the, in, as the president like that I did. I did like he looked familiar i just couldn't place him that's funny
1: yeah he's good in the gray he's really good yeah i've seen <laughs> him in that and then he was in the last scream movie as well
0: yeah he's a he's an interesting actor like i feel like he's all over the place he's a like, working he's, man yeah he has 16 things c- upcoming that's funny yeah,
1: he's a working actor yeah He's a character actor. It's kind of like your career and some of those guys that are just like, oh, there they are.
0: That's one of the fun things. He's wow. a handsome man. That's what he is. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of a discussion I had with one of my friends <laughs> uh, yesterday. All right.
1: Uh, he referred to an ugly girl as a handsome woman. And oh, I had to explain to him that handsome woman is technically not an insult.
0: Yeah, that's an old fashioned way of saying Beautiful.
1: It's an old fashioned way of referring to an older woman as attractive. Um, like when you, hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, it's just,
0: yeah a, it's, a pretty woman, an older
1: woman is considered handsome. It is a compliment. And he's like, no, it's considered an insult. And I said, no, <sighs> no, it's not. Maybe now. Well, but
0: now. Yeah. Not historically. Yeah,
1: Back in the day though, if you, if you referred to a woman as handsome, it was probably a woman in her, you know, late forties, uh, above fifties and such, who was still very, be- very pretty. Um it was it, it was compliment. <laughs> yeah. Is a compliment um, for an older woman.
0: Well, I feel like in Pride and Prejudice it was used for the main characters and they were supposed to be known for their beauty. So like, I mean that's pretty old English too. I mean before like it.
1: 200 years ago.
0: Yeah, but um but I I mean don't don't call a woman handsome nowadays. They will not. No. Be. But yeah. <laughs> It, 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 yeah, in, in older English it, it meant attractive yeah
1: I remember that has been used in Star Trek in TOS with the Salt Vampire where uh, a woman a uh, 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 vampire is portraying a woman and McCoy sees her as like extremely young and she's actually an old woman and McCoy is like you see her Jim she doesn't look a day past 25 and Kirk is like she's got some grey bones uh and he's saying that next to the woman's husband and he's like, uh, forgive me, Doctor, she's a handsome woman, but twenty five, no. Yeah, and, uh in uh TNG when the episode where Picard gets stabbed in the gets uh shot in the heart and then Q does a whole quantum leap thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh Picard gets shit faced the night beforehand as a cadet and he um uh, he hits on an older woman
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he has to go on a date with her and she's like, What, I don't look as pretty uh, then, uh, when, then when you were drunk and he goes, no, no, it's nothing like that. You're a very handsome woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and she goes handsome. That's what boys say about their grandmas.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I had to
1: have a discussion about that. Cause yeah, he really thought that ha- calling a woman handsome is, uh, is a negative term. And I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe for your generation, but 50 yeah, years was- ago, that was a compliment for, you know, a woman in her fifties and and up who is still pretty, like, uh, uh, um, oh gosh, what what is it? Um, oh, who who would be a good example of that? Um, uh, Helen Mirren.
0: Oh yeah, sure, okay.
1: Yeah, Helen Mirren, I would say, is a handsome woman. Yeah. If I was going to use that term.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, she's aged well. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. How do you think we're going to look that good as the people nowadays <laughs> that, like, are in their, like, 60s?
0: Not Or are me. we just going to
1: look like, like, slug people?
0: I mean, you and me, we're slug people already. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh. On that <laughs> See, note. It, should... It's like, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we're almost, uh, almost to two hours, so. Uh, I don't know. Right. I'm
1: pushing, I'm pushing 40 in a year and a half, in less than a year and a half. And yeah. I still don't imagine myself looking like I'm close to forty.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I say um, that
1: surrounded by my toys.
0: Yeah, the toys <laughs> keep you young. <laughs> uh,
1: Apparently, they do something for the waistline.
0: Yeah, too bad. Uh, anyway, we should had uh wrap this up. So wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone's still listening, uh, head over to the website. Go check out our merch. uh dot uh yeah and hit us us hit us up on social media nobody talks to us there so do that please um and uh thanks for listening
1: thanks for listening